who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Violet Hour presents Between the Devil Episode 2 Purse Strings and Puppet Strings The Rosalind cut through the waves like an unsheathed cutlass, land having long since disappeared below the horizon behind her. Her decks were alive with men, darting this way and that, pulling ropes to adjust the sails, seeking out and catching the winds in their billowing folds. Meanwhile, Francisco and Ruben, newly made merchant seamen and masters of this ship, were below in the great cabin, attending to serious matters befitting men of their station. Mm. 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 Ruben, mm? the mm? Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ah, delicious. Mm. What better life is there than the life of a man at sea? Eh, Francisco? Mm-hmm. Come... Come in! Ah, Captain Eckhart and Mr. Gibbs. Morning, sirs. Would you like to join us for some breakfast? No, thank you, Master Francisco. I've come to give you my report. Oh, of course. Well, uh... Fire away, Captain. Very good. She's an odd ship, gentlemen. I, I don't mind telling you that. To look at her from the docks, one might have sworn that she was in tow to the shipyards, on the way to be scrapped and salvaged for materials, and yet she floats. The whole construction is reminiscent of the sort of bulky galleons favoured by the Spanish, but the mast and the rigging configuration certainly call to mind the craftsmanship of the French. I'd say she appears to be cobbled together with little regard for aesthetic or overall functionality, but again, again, she floats. Now, Hank informs me that there might be a slight pull in the rudder, ever so slightly to starboard, but nothing that can't be compensated for. Yes, 
An odd ship indeed, gentlemen. Well, then, that's good news. I... Of course, she may have been a missionary vessel. There is some evidence of South American carvings below deck, proving, if I'm not mistaken, and, and a handful of gaps in the siding that appear to have been plugged with pages from a gilded copy of the New Testament. Though that hideous octopus figurehead can't have helped win many converts. And what's more... Look, I forget myself. A history is of little consequence. It's the future that concerns us. And for the time being, that much I can say looks surprisingly rosy. That's good news again, eh, Reuben? Mm-hmm. And now, First Mate Gibbs will give you a brief accounting of the day's schedule. What? Mr Gibbs. Oh, 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 right. <clears throat> Today, we mean to put both the men in the ship with their paces. Running drills for inclement weather, hoisting and going canvas, inspecting and adjusting the rigging... We'll be dropping and checking the two jolly boats to see what leaks and what don't. Repairs or replacement as needed to some of the more suspect timbers. Spot of paint wouldn't go amiss either. Oh, and swabbing. Lots and lots of swabbing. All of that? In one day? Yes, sir. And there's a fine set of cannons below deck as well. I'd like to see if we can muster and man them should we need to. Will there be enough time for all of that? Well, if there isn't time today, there will be tomorrow. It's important to keep the men busy, sir. <laughs> Idle hands, as the saying goes. That is the life of a man at sea, Master Francisco. Aye, oh, it is. Well, then, we shall leave you two gentlemen to your breakfast. Gibbs! Uh, Captain. Master Francisco? I... I should like to join the men in their duties. You? What? Francisco? If I am to make a go of this, merchant shipping, in earnest, then I ought to know my ship and what it takes to run it. Her... What? Her. A ship's a she. Oh, well, there. You see what I mean, don't you? How can I expect to know what is best for this or future ventures if I remain ignorant of the very means by which my fate will be decided? I understand that, Master, but I don't think... Gibbs. A word. Excuse us for a moment, gentlemen. Captain? Gibbs, one thing that you must learn. If you are to survive after the Master's first mate is that purse strings are often mistaken for puppet strings by the men that hold them, and men of means are not usually accustomed to being denied their fancies. Yes, but the crew won't take Carney to a man of means play-acting as a sailor. He won't be suited for it. Yes, well, perhaps not. We know that, you and I. But he doesn't. And experience can sometimes be the most effective teacher. Wouldn't you agree? But... Aye, Captain. We can give him some experience. Aye. Very good, Master Francisco. You should be joining the men for their duties. Your duties, sir. Very good indeed. And will Master Reuben be joining us? <clears throat> no, thank you. I am currently seeing to urgent matters of my own. Ah, very good, sir. Uh, Master Francisco, the men will muster on deck in ten minutes. I'll be there. Oh, very good. Masters? Mr. Gibbs? Captain? Well... This is an exciting turn of events, isn't it? Mm, you're an idiot. And here, Master Francisco, this is an islet. You want to make sure the canvas ain't frayed at the islet, or one stiff breeze will tear it clean out, oh. and the whole sail could come. Oh, no. Oh, Master Mr. Francisco? Yes, Mr. Willis? You need to open your eyes, sir. I... What? Your eyes, sir. They're shut. Tight. You'll need to open them if we're to show you how to inspect the sails and repair the rigging. Oh, right. Yes, 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 of course. All right. Master Francisco. Oh, 
They're still closed. Yes, I know. I just... Oh, ease up, Willis. Give him some time, would you? Thank you, Mr... There he is. Swinging on a swing with just a half inch of hemp rope round his waist. Oh. 200 feet above the deck of a ship churning under full sail. Oh, yes, and you expect him to open his eyes? Oh. Why, he'd have to be a madman to even consider popping them papers. Oh. Now, keep on pinched, says I. Oh. Don't mind Marcus, Master Francisco. Uh, He's lived his whole life with his eyes closed. Uh, Not the best quality in a lookout, but it comes in handy with his bar tabs, his women, and whenever he chances a glance in the mirror... Ha! See no evil! And speak nothing but... Gentlemen! Yeah, we could lower you down, Master Francisco. You may have spent the last three days swabbing the decks, but you know a swab's work. It's never done. And I'm sure the cook could use some more of your help scrubbing them pots, too. No, no, I can do this, I just... You've lasted near a week, but... Oh. Some men are made for this line of work, and some aren't. World needs all kinds, near as I can tell. Brow sweaters and debt collectors, that's the way of it, aye. Ha! There you go! Go blimey! Look at him. Right, he popped his peepers. I can't hardly believe my own. There now, what do you see? A ship? Right. At least we know they work. But look here, the island. Oh, no, out there, a ship. What? Strip side of the starboard bow. They will all be uh, uh, well spotted, Master Francisco. Well spotted, indeed. Seems like something a lookout ought to have spotted, but... Willis, shut your... Let's get down there, quick like. Aye, aye, come on. But, but how... how do I get down? Same as you got up, but backwards. Right. Right. Tell me. What? Oh, Captain. What do you see, Mr. Gibbs? Uh, uh, well, it's a ship, sir. She flies for Jack, sir. She's one of ours. Good. Good, yes. Anything else? She looks to be navy. Not a merchant or fishing ship. And blimey, she's coming on fast. Distance? She's coming parallel to us, maybe half a mile out. She'll be passing within hailing distance if we both keep depressing courses and... She's making no sign of divergence, sir. Very, very good, Mr. Gibbs. Thank you, sir. All that remains is her ship, friendly or otherwise, got within one half a mile of us. Were there anyone on watch noticing? There were men on watch, I presume, Mr. Gibbs? Of course, sir. Well, that is hardly reassuring, Mr. Gibbs. Men on watch are expected to see things, are they not? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll see that it's dealt with, sir. Yes, well, it's a bit late for that now, Gibbs. Going forward? Yes, sir. Of course, sir. Would you up? Shove over, lads. Well, is she, Smith? British Navy, from the looks of her. Mm. Patrolling? Maybe the French are up to their old tricks again? Yeah, they ain't patrolling, not out this far. Looks like a fast ship to me, not a war galley. Hunting privateers be my guess. Patrolling's the same thing as hunting. No, it ain't. Patrolling's watching. Hunting's looking. Watching and looking is the same thing, too. I beg to differ. You'll be begging for more than that. Just calm down before... Five shillings, says they're patrolling. Four shillings and a ration of grog, says they're privateer hunters. Fine. 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 Hey, let's ask him. Hey. Hey, over here. Are you there? Hello. You hunting privateers? You're patrolling for the French, aren't you? Hey. Navy ship! You, you, you there! Hey! Why ain't they saying nothing? Hey, you lot! Maybe they're too far away? Hey, there's just no way! Where are they going? You can make them up on deck. Hey, where are you going? Just going on with our work, like like we wasn't even here. We're right here! 
Maybe they've got orders. Fraternizing and the like. Hey, Aye, maybe. What did I miss? What was all the shouting about? Did something... <laughs> Good to know some men standing under the Union Jack still have a bit of discipline. No distractions for them, no. You could all learn a thing or two from those men. Well, what are you all standing around for? Get back to it. Now! <sighs> Come on, Master Francisco. We better get back to it. Back up. I back up. Right. All right. And Master Francisco... Keep the mice peeled, eh? The crew resumed their duties, though with something less than the vigor that they'd exhibited before. Perhaps Gibbs was right, and the men aboard the other ship had merely been too preoccupied with their own duties to take notice of a smaller merchant vessel. Perhaps... It was some days before the men could go about their routine without pausing to scan the horizon, eyes straining in search of anything unexpected or unexplained. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Think me a fool, don't you? Working with the crew. <laughs> oh, my dear Franny. Of course I think that. <sighs> Truly, I thought you knew. All right, all right. I simply hate the thought of you laboring these three weeks under the misapprehension that I believe you to have been behaving sensibly. Your point has been made. Then I can assume that you are done with scraping barnacles and whatever else they've had you doing? Not yet, but soon. I feel as though I truly have a much greater understanding of just what we've undertaken in this venture. Should I continue to have the cook prepare two place settings at the table? Or will you be dining with the crew as well? Well, no, I, I wouldn't want to insinuate myself, but... Don't worry, Franny. I have no doubt that the invitation will be forthcoming. 
After all the hard work that you are more than welcome to join me out on deck, you know. I come from a long line of bent backs, Francisco. Hard workers. All of them. But my hard work has gone into seeing that I'm the first man in my family to keep his back straight. So that I might actually reach the fruits of my labor when the time comes to enjoy them. Are you sure? We're going to be running drills to repel boarding parties. Quite sure. Oh, just this once. Come now. We're going to fire the cannons, Ruben. <gasps> really? When? <laughs> I knew that would get you. Eight bells this afternoon. Eight bells? There's no time to lose. That's when I get my most important napping done. <sighs> I must speak with the surgeon straight away about cotton to plug my ears. You're an idiot. Make no mistake, men. We are a merchant vessel, yes. We go forth not seeking violence, but must nevertheless stand ready to defend against it. Those who would prey upon peaceable ships such as ours expect little resistance. A quick payday. But that will not be our fate. Strength, men, strength. And a show of force. That is what will secure the bounty we bear in our hold. That is what will get us to our destination. And that is what will bring us home again safely. To our friends, to our family, and to our country. Mr. Gibson, you have the deck. All right, lads. Guns outboard, against for railing. Now, we start from scratch. Right, gun one. Ready to begin priming and loading. Go. Leave her inboard. Out with the stopper. Clear that barrel. Lively. Now, powder in. Pack it, lads. Good, good. Load shot. Let gravity have it, I. Ram her home. There you go. Now outboard with it. Eve. Primer, boys. That's it. Now 200 yards off she is, lads. 20 degrees now. Aim for her sides. Ready? Light. Five. Four. Three. Two. One! <laughs> there, lads, nearly. I said 200 yards, you came up short. Adjust your aim. Gun two, make ready. Go! Don't have that powder pack. Good. Heave! Now aim. And remember where the last shot fell. Ready? Oh my God. Light. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Better. You've had a just at the railing. Almost to the mast. That's a hard shot to make. So we're better off trying for our own. Just at the waterline. Sink her, or at least scare her off with a few solid O's to plug. But good, good, gun free. You're up. Are you ready? Master Francisco, you know your part. Man your rope and Eve too. Aye, sir. Understood. All right, then, men. Go to it. Good. Go. Oh, that's it. Keep at it. Nicely done, lads. Ready? Line. Five, four, three, two. 
This is the real world, where men make real sacrifices. Your money holds no sway here. Aye, it does. No, when I get... No! Paid for the bloody thing. There now. You back! Aye, aye, there now. Let's all calm down, and we'll get this thing off of you. Stand aside, Marcus. I'll handle this. Sir, no! Forgive me, Rosalind. No, no, please! You don't have to prove. On my head be it. Blimey, I... I, I thought... You're all right, Smith. Bring a stretcher! You're all right. Well, that was quite ingenious. Hacked through the plank under the pin leg. Couldn't lift the damn cannon, so you... Well, you just let the leg drop down through the deck. Relieve the pressure. The wood was already weak from the explosion, so I... <laughs> just a little trick from a past life, sir. Yeah, dangerous, but... For the moment, yes, Smith, it appears so. Broken by the look of it, but... Uh, here, have a sip of this one, lad. It'll brace you up nicely. There you go. Whoa, 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 I've said a sip. Where's that stretcher? Smith, here we go. Three, two... Oh, Smith, I'm so sorry, mate. You should have been me. Now, Mr. Gibbs. Cap- Captain. Uh, Strange how a properly checked and prepped cannon should give way like that, isn't it? Sir, I was assured by the men that all was sound before... Delegation is a skill, Mr. Gibbs. If done properly, it need never be an excuse. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. I want this heap of scrap disposed of. She's useless to us and anywhere else, so over the side with her. And Master Francisco. That was most impressive, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And you, uh, you might want to have the doctor take a look at your forehead as well. What? Ah... Right. I will. Get one. Did, did I miss anything exciting? Franny? And a toast to Master Francisco. If not for him... Old Smithy'd be listing starboard, walking in circles. <laughs> no, no. I, I can't take credit for any of it. It, it was a reflex. Ha! <laughs> Here's to Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure you're used to drinking much better sauce than this swill. Oh, no, it's... When I was taking Smith to the infirmary... He said that wine Captain Eckhart's always pulling off her tastes like something the Queen of France would take a sweet summer bath in. Oh, what I wouldn't give. Cap almost tore that leg off himself when Smith tried to take an extra swig. You know, there are nine barrels of that wine down below. I doubt the captain would notice if just one was missing. Our captain, Eckhart, not notice. Well... I paid for this stuff, so in my estimation, that makes it mine to drink and share as I see fit. Will you join me? Keep your seat, I'll fetch it. Uh, very good, Mr... Blimey, he's got a lot quick, didn't he? Probably off to finish the job with old Smith. Speaking of, where did you get the idea to take an axe to the planks rather than to his leg? That was some quick thinking, that was. Oh, it was nothing to... Extraordinary. It was just that, by happenstance, I happened to recall a similar situation that happened to have happened. What happened? Oh, uh, well, you see, uh, Reuben and I, back before this venture, we ran a uh, manure business. Well, like, like hauling cows? Exactly. In a big wagon, through the center of town. One day I was trundling down the lane with a heaping load behind me when the left rear wheel struck a stone and cracked in half. The wagon tipped over and spilled a massive pile of manure into the street right in front of the villa of Signor De Marco, a local perfumer and father of Rosalind De Marco. What, Rosalind? What, you mean the same Rosalind the ship's named off? She's telling it. Her father had only just agreed to give me her hand in marriage and was as yet unaware of my latest uh, business venture. And if this were the way he found out, (laughs) I had a spare wheel, but no way to raise the wagon. But inspiration struck, and I thought, if I can't raise the axle from the ground, like the cannon from Smith's leg, maybe I can lower the ground under the axle. So I dug at the earth with my fingers, looking up every few seconds to see if Signor DeMarco was anywhere in sight. And after what seemed like ages, I was down far enough to get the wheel on the axle. So I did, and then I hopped in the wagon, cracked the whip, and took off down the lane. To hear Rosalind tell it, her father was more furious than she'd ever seen him. But she never told him it was my doing. And she married me anyway. My... <laughs> Looking back, she put up with a lot in those early days. <laughs> Still does, in fact. <laughs> Wish I had me a girl like that. Last girl I had. Gave her the world I did left me when the money dried up she did but her lips were so sweet and Aye, they were what? you've got a keeper Frankie don't let her go you hear me <laughs> I won't what was that you were saying about lads lads hey, hey watch it you're not gonna what's all this now Mr. Gibbs down below a demon! Whoa, 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 now, Gibbs, Gibbs, <sighs> what the bloody hell are you on about a demon something a creature down below I got to the hold and I was just fishing about in the boxes for the captain's wine when I heard something. A sort of deep kind of, like a growl, like like a breathing deep in with big lungs and a massive chest. A primal sound in the dark. But I reached behind me and I felt something hot and slimy writhing about. I spun around and made to draw me pistol and stand back and aim at whatever it was when I saw a pair of red eyes gleaming at me. 
And the beast let out a shrill shriek and got up a horrible racket. Started throwing boxes and barrels around like it were at nothing. I just made it out with my life, lads. I knew. I just knew this ship was bad luck. And now I know it. All right now, just hang on. I think you might be getting a bit excited, Mr. Gibbs. Excited? Well, this is speaking sense. No one's seen nothing like that you're describing, Gibbs. What about that Navy ship just passing by us like it was in a fog bank? On a clear day? Like they couldn't even see us nor hear us or nothing? And don't forget Smith. Nearly gets himself blown up by a backfiring cannon. Almost lost his leg. Well, no, that wasn't exactly Smith's doing, was it? He'd be lucky if he ain't strangled to death by his hammock or swallowed by a shock before the week's out. And it'll move on to the next. And the next. That's how it does it. And it all comes of this ship. No one knows nothing about her. And we're sailing under a new name. The Rosalind. You can't rename a ship and expect things to go according to plan. It's bad. Bloody luck. Oh, but Gibbs, the ship was renamed for love. What? Aye, that's true. And there ain't no bad luck in true love, is there? Uh, what? I just saw a bleeding demon. Fine. One of you go down then. Well, right no, here. Let's, we don't see, there it is, you bunch of. Enough. All of you, enough of this. It's my wine. My sheep, my wife's name on her stern, I'll go. Right, Master Francisco, go right ahead. Walk on down there and tell that thing you owe a bill of sale. <laughs> I'm sure they've got great respect for contract law and the rights of property in the never regions of hell. Just make sure there are enough cups to go around by the time I get back. Good Lord. If I'd been there when Reuben was helping to pick the crew, Lord have mercy. Demons, indeed. Hmm, I suppose I ought to... light this... candle. Now... where is it? Gibbs. That man is well and truly... Bananas? No. If foodstuffs are here, then where is the... What? Who's... Stop it, Francisco. Just stop it. Is that... Not barrels. Coiled rope. Where is everything? Whoever is responsible for this storage scheme ought to... Hey! Hey! What? Whoever's there, come out! You're not going to scare me! You're, you're only going to damage the cargo! Reuben, if that's... Ah! My forehead! Damn those... Low crossbeams! And now my candle! Where did that... Ah! There we go. <laughs> Let there be light. <laughs> now, any movement? I don't see... Ah! Fingers! <sighs> Francisco, you're not a superstitious man, nor a fool. Just find the wine and... Ah! 
Enough! This is not a game! Show yourself this instant or I'll... There! I saw something. I saw you silhouetted against the light by the stairs. Don't think for a second that I didn't know... Ah. Something just... bumped into... I, I thought I... I thought I made myself clear when I said... Well... What? Get me! Get me! Yeah! Now... What on earth is... Justin Jones and Natalie Jones. Sound designed and mixed by CJ Drummler with assistant sound designer Alison Eng. Music by Nathan Matthew David and Jeremy Lamb. Executive produced by Cassie Josephoth. Narrated by Maria Olson. The role of Francisco was played by Fred Cross. Ruben by Brian Umberto Hoyos. Gibbs by Charlie Wilson. Captain Eckhart by Harwood Gordon. Willis by Connor McGiffin. Marcus by Connor Dillon. Smith by Michael Mao. Hank by Daniel Van Thomas. And Sammy by Annie Kalaherka. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.